Welcome to another Life Saved podcast. This is episode one of a 10-part podcast. Uh, we're joined t- today with regular contributors. We've got Stevie G, we've got Darren, and we've got Ryan. Um, we've got a really grim story to tell today. Uh, I want you to listen to it very carefully. And I'm not going to say too much because I didn't really know this man, but uh, we've got two people here who knew him very, very well. And I think it's important that we discuss what's happened and how we can might be able to help. Um, Ryan, are you okay to just fill us in? Yeah, um, basically a friend of mine is Stevie G's, a few days ago um, got murdered um, with a knife, um, brutally. Um, obviously um, it's, it's, it's unspeakable to be honest, uh, but I've just got a little quick story for you just to start off. Uh, me and Stevie G was in, in Alan's house one night and uh, we was having a little, little quiet drink and uh, Alan thought it'd have been funner to turn the heating on full whack and me, Stevie G plus everybody in the house was nodding off, you know what I mean? It's just, it's, it's just uh, the humour though, it's oh, funny that way in a weird way like, and we kept going in the room turning it back off and we sneak back in and turning it back on. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was fantastic. Um, but yeah, just, just to let you know about it, he was a lovely man, you know what I mean? He'd do anything for anyone, heart of gold, always seemed to be happy. Showed to me, uh, enjoyed life. Um, it's just obviously such a shock, you know what I mean? Very raw, emotional time for everybody. Uh, obviously, full condolences to the family and everybody that was related to him and stuff like that. And um, hopefully, we'll at the end of the podcast, we'll. Uh, get some details and hopefully be able to attach attach a little bit of donation so people maybe donate and try and help out the family and stuff and get the ball rolling. Of course, yeah, we can make sure that we put those uh, details out. We'll make sure that we get on all the socials so make it nice and easy for you to to get in touch. I think, um, like I said, it's happened very recently and it's very, very raw. I can feel it in the room today. You can see it in your eyes. Um, We debated long and hard about whether we should do this today. because the emotions are so raw. Uh, but the truth is that this is, I'm afraid, what this podcast is about. It's about the real life and real death um, involved in knife crime. And it's about what happens when things get out of hand on the streets, for, for obviously for, for sometimes for very apparent reasons, sometimes for no apparent reasons. Um, we've got to do something to get these knives out of these young people's hands. It's not always young people, let's be honest. We've got to get something, as we said in the in the prequel thing, we've got to find ways for people to resolve disputes without reaching for blades, without reaching for weapons. Um, how we get there, truthfully, have we got the answers right now? No, we haven't, but we do know that if we can get those knives out of people's hands, off the streets, then people can resolve arguments in different ways. Fewer people will get damaged, fewer people will die. Steve, I can see that you're very upset right now. Um, tell us a little bit about you, mate. Tell us about about the person that you know. Alan, uh, I don't know how to go. Do anything for anyone. One child him a lot. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, he'd, he'd help anyone out like, that he could, really. He's gen- genuinely always happy, always smiling. Always bubbler, loved his dog. Uh, yeah, I didn't really, really see him have a hate for really anyone, really, to be fair. But for what's such a lovely man in the way that we fight this knife, knife crime, and then it's a shock, a big blow. 
this is not supposed to be on first episode, definitely not. Definitely this is not. how close it is and how serious it is. And this is why I mean, we've, we've been fighting this cause. We've got to get our message out there to put the knives down. Yeah, so like I said, I'm against knives. Uh, basically, what's happened is sad to his family as well. My heart goes out to his family. And all I can say to you lot out there, think before you go out and basically get a knife. Knife's not the way forward at all. Well, where's all these fists gone? Speak to somebody. If you've got a problem, speak to your parents, your sister, your brother. And that's all I'm saying. It's very, very upsetting, this. It is. I mean, you know, violence is always, always a breakdown in communication. That's what it is. You're not able to sort it out verbally, not allowed to sort it out with a nod, with a thumb up, with whatever. It is a breakdown in communication. And when people, like you say, reach for a fist, well, that can do a lot of damage as well. But the chances are both parties are going to walk away from that one. Uh, when it's a weapon, when it's a, especially if it's a knife or a gun, there's a very, very big chance that somebody could die or could have real life-changing injuries. Um, and and it's, it's not just that one person who's attacked or that one person or however many it might be who's done the, the attacking. It affects the whole community. It affects everybody around. And, you know, if you, if you lose a loved one to, uh, to murder, you never see that coming. It's, it's, it's something that happens to other people. Yeah. Um, and, the, and that shock, that, that bereavement can affect Alan's family, Alan's friends for the rest of their lives. It's, it's, it's a huge impact on the whole community. Um, so it is really sad, really, really sad. I think I'd like to talk about um, about the organisation, about what you guys do. Is that okay? Yeah, that's uh, fine. Well, all we do, me and Steve, is go round. As we go to schools, youth clubs, anywhere really where we can actually go to say to these people, knives is not the way forward. Yeah. Um, if I can get a message out there, even to one, and he listens to me, I've done a good thing then. Yeah. So that's what I've basically I'm out for to let someone please listen to me. Knives is not the way forward. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I agree, and I'm going to continue fighting knife crime as Good long man. as I can. Yeah. And like Dad says, if you get one out of hundred, yeah, I'm bothered. Yeah. I've done. I've, I've succeeded. Yeah, definitely, absolutely, yeah. Um, sorry, sorry, sorry Ryan. After, after the other day when the, the, the video of uh, the crime scene, it, you know what I mean? It just really at home when you see, I mean, the, the, the crime scene investigators in the white suits, yeah. they've got all props up and it's all taped off, and they look, you know I mean, examining the crime scene and it just, it just was very real. That was very hit home, that. Yeah. And the, the video the other day was. So, the organisation um, has been going on for quite a while. Uh, how many years have you been doing this now? Uh, coming up to about three years now, and it's Steve. Yeah. yeah, about three years, and me getting into it is the reason why I've been getting into it because I've got stabbed myself, and I, I know you've got your parents who suffer. Everybody around you who love you suffer, and I was one of the lucky ones, me, because I had a punch in, I'm going to punch an archery. But 
like Steve was saying, murder's not the way forward. It's not at all. It's no, it's not. It just upsets me. Honestly, it does. It's like now it's just. That's why I start crying. Yeah. Because yeah. once you, people are too comfy these days carrying these machetes and big things around them. It's just, it's not it's out of order, it's, it's got to stop. It's yeah. looked as a norm, innit? They've got to put the sentence up, if you're caught on the side of the road with a knife or something like this, then you've got to make the impact more, so they're not carrying them in the first place. Mm. I mean, people have different reasons for carrying knives, and I think there's a, there's always an assumption that somebody's carrying a knife because they want to attack somebody, but that is not the case. Not, no, Mo- most, no. of the, most of the young people who carry knives, it's carried, they carry it out of pure fear. Yeah, yeah. They're just frightened that somebody will attack them, and they feel if they've got this thing on them, that they can use it to either scare the other person away or fight them off. Yeah. Um, the stark reality, and the statistics bear it out, is that they're more likely to just have it taken off them yeah. and used on them well, themselves. Yeah. So if you if you carry a knife, you it's are endangering not. your own life. You're endangering those friends and family around you. Yes. And you know, I'm not talking about Alan. Not about Alan's case, but I'm talking about in general. If somebody is is murdered, the chances are there's going to be a reaction in the community. That leads to just more violence and more aggression and more hurt and more upset and more trauma. Do you really want to be the person who's responsible for that? Because I, I certainly no, wouldn't. I don't. No, 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 that's not me either. It's like when Dave was saying, it's like tick for tack, isn't it? When someone gets stabbed, that's it. They're out there and then everyone suffers around them and it's not fair at all. We need to get rid of these knives and like Steve said, Put the sentence up for someone to carry a knife. Let's put the sentence up because we've got to get the message out there. Because at the end of the day, we're losing lives. It needs to stop. Yeah. So you guys are attacking it from the other end, aren't you? You're going into schools, you're going to youth clubs, yeah. and you're saying, "Look, this is our real life experience." We this even is. Go, sorry to put it again. Yeah. We even goes to like uh, we had uh, this girl was carrying a knife. Parents got in touch with us. We went round. The girl wanted. She just gone shop. So. We sat down and waited. When she come back, she admitted it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and she used to take it in school every day. Didn't yeah. Day, day. She spoke. She spoke with us. Yeah. She don't carry a blade anymore. Yeah. You know? good. Well, good for you and good for her. Yeah. And really well done yeah. to her parents. And it kind of it was a shock to me as well the way she, she listened to us, the way we spoke to her. And yeah, she she read and we spoke some sense and, she, and, and yeah. Yeah, they can. They do listen. She, she told us. She told us like things as well. Like you, yeah. you know, it's fair. That's it right, is. Right, yeah. we, were talking, we were talking the other day about how uh, if you mention the words gangs, drugs, knives to ordinary people, they, 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 they're frightened of those words. Yeah. And they kind of switch off. It's like, oh, I don't want to hear about that. That's, that's somebody else's problem. Um, but the reality is there's, there's nobody more scared about knives, gangs and drugs than those kids involved in knives, gangs and drugs. That's that's it. That's yeah, the reality. Yes, that's right, that's they're wrong. Right. They they they're dragged into it. I'm not saying there's not some kids out there who were born for this type of life because there are. All right, but they're very few and far between. Yeah. Um, most of them are brought into it in really manipulative ways, which we're going to talk about later on in the series. And they're just too scared. They're just too frightened to to try and escape that life. 
and then having been embroiled in that life, having been marked as somebody who's from a certain postcode, a certain area, a certain gang, they're now frightened for their life, for good reason. Frightened for their lives. Well, do we really want the kids of Greater Manchester, or anywhere for that matter, being frightened of for their lives? No. Being frightened of going home to their own home? because they know that's the one place where if you're looking for somebody, sooner or later they're gonna turn up there, so you don't go home. Yeah, it's true, that, yeah, that is true. So then what happens, we've got homelessness, we've got sofa surfing, we've got all this kind of thing going on. Again, fear, just, it's, it's yeah. pure fear. And these are the consequences, these are real life consequences of carrying a knife. Yes, that's true, yeah. Real life. Um, sadly, in Alan's case, it's the ultimate price it's paid. Um, but there's a heavy price to pay, regardless. Absolutely regardless. It's only too real. It is only too real, it's awful. Um, it's a very sombre kind of mood in here today, as it should be. Um, I think we'll leave this one short. Yeah. I think we're gonna leave it there. We're going to put on all of the socials, as we said, uh, for, for Alan. Give him a send off that the man deserves by the sound of it. It was full of life, gentle giant, lights a beer. It's good fun by the sound yeah, of it. I was, I was. Yeah, um, so let's try and raise a little bit of money and fair play to the people who are already doing that. We'll support you. We won't set anything fresh up. We'll support you with it. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll speak again next week. Thanks very much. Thank you. Thank you.